all hail the interwebs this is the mvg podcast and today we will be talking about game of thrones my yeah. name is will and my co-host here co-host oh, dang it i missed that whole thing yet. anyways my name is will here's my co-host he'll say his name i guess i don't want to say it i'm dave yeah. I heard if you say his name like three times in a row in a mirror or something like that, it comes on to you. So I just, <laughs> I just try to minimize the amount of times I say the name, you know? We don't want that. Nope. You definitely don't want him out in your house. <laughs> it's creepy. All right. So more specifically, we're going to be talking about the Game of Thrones finale. And yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, character payoffs. Mm-hmm. And then... I'm I join I joined the crowd and uh I I'm gonna give my take on what changes could have been made to the finale. Not necessarily to make it better, but to make it different. In his opinion, better. Yeah. And uh then Will's gonna critique the heck out of me. Indeed. Um as I do. So here's the thing. I'd like to start off by saying I have not read the books. Therefore, I have no uh, any preconceived notions about how I felt the the show strayed from the books or in any way. Um, so all of this, all this um, this discussion is about the show by itself as the show. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. No hey. books. No nothing. Because I know that's going to be that. That is the first thing that usually comes up in discussions is. Well, you know, they outpace the books and blah, blah, blah. And, well, hey, yes, it's a thing. It happens. Cool. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the TV show and how the TV show made us feel. And that's all. I think it's funny because this one has, it feels like it has even more prefaces. Uh, well, I mean, not just that. Like, So we're not going to talk about the, the books. But even if, you know, even if you were to compare them, um, typically the characters in shows like, like they'll become more popular just because, oh, they'll get more screen time just because the audience likes them. But that's really doesn't happen in books. Mm-hmm. So and then and then you have to think about what you're going to do with them. So um, so some other prefaces I was going to say is is first off, endings are hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, actually, one of my favorite series finales. Uh, they actually say that right at the very beginning of the series finale, and that's that's Scrubs. He just starts off saying endings are hard. I don't think I had watched anything past the first season of Scrubs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My brother watched that show. Yeah. Um, and for myself, I neither hated... Or, is it any good? Yeah, show? man. I, it, like, you like community, right? Hmm? You like Scrubs. I mean, it's not like the same humor, but I would say my favorite three comedies are Parks and Recreation, Community, and Scrubs. Okay. I'll check it out. Uh, Sorry. Back to Game of Thrones. No, you're good. Um, and for the finale, I, you know, I, I didn't hate it. I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, but unfortunately I did think it was a mixture of good and bad. Did you say good and <clears throat> good and, and, and bad and <laughs> good, good and bad. Okay. And also, I also think that despite the weaker series finale, I, I don't, I still don't think it takes away from the fact that this show was one of the best shows I've ever seen on television. Excellent. Yeah. Um, and then how do you want to? Oh, more preface. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Um, and then I th- I think I talked about that. We're going to talk about character payoffs, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> and I thought it was kind of funny because because uh, the the showrunners, you know, they're they're gonna be doing a Star Wars movie and everything. I think they're doing the whole trilogy. Actually, they they kind of the yeah whole, whole trilogy tr- yeah whole trilogy, and they kind of backed themselves in the corner, and they kind of it kind of backed uh, J or George R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. They kind of backed him into a corner because. Because now that everyone's seen the finale and it wasn't that strong, now you have all these people on the internet coming up with their own endings to the show, like I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even saw, it's funny, I even saw, so you don't know who this is, but John Paulson, he's uh, he's like the lead writer for 444 Fantasy Football. And even on his Twitter account, he posted this big long, like how he would have changed it. Like everyone's has their thoughts now. Game of Thrones is a cultural phenomenon. That's that's true, uh, but then for the for I, I also thought that was kind of interesting for Lucas Arts because you know you have Ryan Johnson who a lot of fans are irritated with. Yeah, and who, now who you also had, directed Looper, which you very much enjoyed. God, that was a good movie, and hated that you enjoyed it because when I mentioned it was Ryan. No, Johnson. No, it's fine. That was a hilarious part of that episode. <laughs> You're just like no. Well, I never said I hated. I know. Last Jedi. I, thought I, just, it, I thought it was just a funny. lot of aspects yeah. I didn't like, um, but it does put them in a tricky spot because now, like now, they have two show or movie runners that are I don't, I don't know, controversial. They're, they're critically word. panned. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Critically panned. So, um, okay. I guess that's enough of a preface. So. Okay. So, how do you want to? How do you want to structure this? How do you want to start this off? Uh, I'm just going to start. I'm going to talk about kind of scene from scene. So, and, and just kind of do a recap of what happens. Okay, so hold on. That sounds a little boring. That's what so, we did with Avengers. I, I get that. All right. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not destroying your, your <laughs> concept. So, do you want to discuss them as we go, or did you want to did you want to just lay them out and then discuss afterwards? Oh, I, I pretty much have a, a list of stuff, and then we'll talk about it after I get, like, we'll have breaks where we start talking about it again. Okay, I just want, you know, you know, I'm, I... I I like ebb and flow. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, there's not much to really talk about at the, at the for the beginning of the episode. Um, right, right, right. So we'll do, we'll just start. The show starts with the desolation of of the aftermath of Danny going all. How about hold on for half a second? Okay. So one of the things we didn't say starting off is that because this is about the <gasps> final episode, is that this is definitely spoilers. Definitely spoilers. So I'm well, glad I, I it's got gonna it. be in the title. It's gonna be in the title, but some people don't be reading. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm saying it right now. This is full spoilers. And not only is it spoilers for the final episode, but because the final episode is payoffs for the rest of the, the whole series, there's going to be spoilers for this whole series in this episode. If you don't want the spoilers, turn it off now. Three, two, one. So we start with... They might not have turned it off yet. They took forever it's their <laughs> fault. Uh, okay a couple more seconds so you can run to your your phone and press press pause on the podcast okay i think we're good so they what open playing in the kitchen and they're going in the bathroom and they can hear it okay a couple more seconds <laughs> okay you gotta poop you know what you this is your fault you started a podcast <laughs> about game of thrones and got on the toilet that that's, we talked we said was going to be talking about the series finale yeah that's your fault now I've already given enough time to shut it off. We've we've rambled on long enough. So we start with the desolation caused yeah, yeah. from the last episode. Danny had a a emotional break. Yeah, 
And uh, it just kind of shows the characters looking at everything. And uh, then then at one point, uh, or at that point, Tyrion goes off on his own, and he's looking for uh, Jamie and Cersei. Uh, he finds them in the rubble. Um, Danny gives her after that. Uh, Danny gives her victory speech, uh, talking about breaking the wheel. Um, Arya looks on, and then Danny gives Grey Worm, not Wormtail. <laughs> he wrote Wormtail, <laughs> and I was like, "Who's Wormtail?" And he goes. The, the guy with the and then yeah he f- figured out yeah oh great work yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Wormtail is Harry Potter mm. um and Can, Danny makes uh, mixed up <laughs> Danny makes Grey Worm the the captain and John looks conflicted okay <laughs> so that alone is a lot of things to discuss um first of all the desolation you know from the last episode um you know already the last episode was pretty controversial mm. you know, across the board a lot of right. people didn't like. Like um, oh, I guess I should lay, yeah, lay my hand on how I felt about the. Yeah, let's talk before. a little bit about about storytelling when we're talking okay. about this too, because I think one of the big things that a lot of people complained was not that we didn't see it coming, but more or less that we weren't given time to come to terms with an event that we knew was going to happen. Like, well, it was one of those things that where we should have known was going to happen. Right, right, right. Like it was a thing that was set up. It was actually nicely set up. It was kind of it was put together in a way where it was telegraphed. Like you knew it was going to happen. But the problem was with a lot of the things in this finale, and I think we'll talk about them individually as we come to them, is that they um there wasn't enough time to like sit with the idea of these things happening or even the idea that these things could happen before they happened. Yeah. And so a lot of them felt they felt empty. They didn't feel any. There was no weight to them, aside from the fact that they were the closing moments of this uh, this series. So like, uh, so her break, as much as it was expected and even like predicted and things like that, is like if we had more time to like to to like delve into her mind and say and you know show other things, maybe minor things that would slowly but surely break her. Even though we say from the first season. She was already being broken. She was she was raped and whatnot, you know. So like the like they've built up to it, yes. But in terms of the actual break, they never quite gave you time to to really think whether or not she would break. You know, they just kind of said she's gonna break. Boom, done. She broke that kind of thing. So my question is, um, do you think they built it enough up enough to where you could see her breaking to where she would have? roasted all the soldiers but then left all the civilians alone yeah so the civilian thing was a it was a yeah it was definitely the part that i think threw a lot of people off because yeah. they were like we saw enough break to where she wouldn't care about the lives of anybody fighting mm-hmm. against her in terms of her not caring about lives in general that was she i don't think she had broke they don't they didn't get i don't we i didn't feel like they gave enough to and to to break her enough to just not care about human life yeah that was the point that I actually thought they broke her character. Um, yeah. I, I, again, I think it's one of those things that a lot of people kind of saw her just kind of raging out and knew that she would probably kill, kill innocents. But again, there was not enough time to sit with this, the decision to come to that conclusion yourself, really, you know, that she would kill innocents. There was always that idea that um, that she was going to... Um, like, they were, like, there was a lot of hints towards her being the quote-unquote mad queen early in the series and in this last season, whether it be her facial expressions or the right. way the way she talked about ruling and and pretty much like her, her strategy decisions, you kind of figured she doesn't know what she's doing. She's going to do something stupid. And then she did it. And then you're like, oh, well, I didn't think... 
I don't think she's gonna do something that stupid, you know. And the, uh, like, it's like you were saying before, like the the build up to her killing innocence wasn't there. Yeah, it was, and, and the, well, there's a, definitely a reason that they never showed her face. Because I mean, I mean, what kind of face would she have? You know, like like do. Well, that's why they give you the initial angry face. The it, the the again, one thing I will say is that um, Amelia Clark, yes, um, who plays Daenerys, she expressed a lot of. There was a lot of, uh, and I guess it it might take a second look for some pe- or a second watch for some people, but there was a lot of like micro expressions yes. for that whole scene yeah. that were showing there was pain, there was anguish, there was there was anger, and then there was um, then there's that point that you see in her eyes where it does seem they do seem kind of empty, mm-hmm. like that's a broken individual. But the fact that all of these things happen so quickly with, and I will constantly go back to it. There's not enough buildup. There's not enough time for you to, to see somebody express all four of those things because of bells. You know what I mean? Like to, like it was almost like that thing that happens in movies sometimes where they just have to rush along something and they just want it to be done because they need, they need this person to be the villain. They need this person to be, uh, the the quote unquote embodiment of a certain thing, and they just need it to happen quick. Yeah, how do we build to a climax? I mean, I mean, I mean even though like I, I didn't like how extreme she went, you know, but you know, so talking about the episode, I actually I still like that episode. Yeah, you know, again, one of the, I I will say that me critiquing anything on Game of Thrones has nothing to do with me not liking. Yeah, or anything. I actually thought it was quite entertaining and because i watched the show as an entertaining show and not as um not as something that i needed to fulfill my day or to like it it filled a hole in my soul or anything like that i actually the show was just purely entertaining for me so there are certain things that from a from a writer's perspective like you kind of that like maybe you think about afterwards you kind of stew with a little bit and you think like for me it's always thinking how can I not make the same mistakes that I perceived as mistakes for the other, for this other person or for these, for these writers. Um, and I it think w- about it at the same time, like, are they really mistakes? Yeah. It's that, well, that part's really so, tricky because, yeah. well, just in general, you're never going to make everyone happy. It, it, oh gosh. Yes. That's something that the internet has still not figured out. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone's going to have their interpretation of how they think it should have gone down. Mm-hmm. And so your job is just to make it so that, in, in my opinion, your job is to make it satisfying. You don't have to make right. everyone happy, but you have to at least satisfy people enough. Right. And I think actually one of the biggest complaints is not how it ended, but that we didn't get enough time to get there. Yeah. Oh, uh, that makes. Yeah, that's a lot true. of people say that the last two seasons, if we would have gotten a standard length season for both of those, and that is to be that's. Uh, if they extended both those seasons, we'd have at least like twelve more episodes. Twelve episodes is a long time, and if if every episode is forty minutes apiece, and they're full, there's no commercials, no nothing. Like the that kind of time to, uh, I, I guess to do away with the the teleporting problem, which is one of the things that a lot of people complained <laughs> yeah. about, is that um, well, because well, is a merman. So. I mean, one of the things that I tried to uh, that I was explaining to somebody when I was talking to them about it is that not only the only I think one of the big reasons why they teleport is because at this point George R. R. Martin's um, map of everything Westeros and um, everything east of Westeros and things like that Enos? hasn't been huh Enos I don't remember I don't that remember. it hasn't been fully fleshed out mm-hmm. because he himself kind of wrote the map or drew the map as he goes along to. Right like with his story because he's just building this world out right um and i think 
if you think about it, that means that a lot of places haven't been mapped for the writers to know. So for them, they just go, you know what? We're going to have to skip this time frame to get to the next place because nothing happens in between here. We just need to get to where the events are occurring, which to me, I get, I'm like, okay, cool. I don't want to see anybody riding on horseback for a whole episode. Yeah. You know, and it makes sense. I mean, for me, like that, that type of stuff, I'm just, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to. What is that noise? <laughs> I don't know. For me, that type of stuff, I just don't, um, I don't put too much stock into it just because, I, you know, like, you, you just as you were saying, you know, you can't have them just traveling on horseback all, all the whole time, you know, like, you got to get to the important parts of the show. I don't know what that noise is. <laughs> this is throwing Will off. Okay, so, it's... It's completely threw me off. Go find it. Let's take a break. And we're back. Somehow a sound happened somewhere, and I don't know where it came from, and it really threw me off. We we're completely off there for a second. Uh, Maybe but we're the back. CIA is tracking us. and That's a possibility. They don't want us giving spoilers to Game of Thrones because well, they haven't got a chance to actually, watch it Actually, wasn't the CIA like one of our sponsors on the first episode or something? Oh, yeah. We were like, <laughs> sleep well, CIA agent. <laughs> yeah. um, anyways, okay. So what I was talking about uh, is that is that journey. If we got 12 more episodes, it might have been, it might have been more satisfying. Not saying better, but more satisfying. It might have felt like something was fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... Just kind of exploring the interactions between um, between Daenerys and and John actually like throughout this time frame to kind of like uh, I mean he just basically ignored ignored her. Yeah. Also, to be honest, like okay, so Jon Snow met Daenerys and within like two episodes fell super deeply in love with her mm-hmm. to a point where he just didn't want to do anything aside from serve her. And then I think I feel like there's. I feel like there's episodes missing in between there. Aside from them having, you know, their relations at the end of the the last season, like I feel like there was so many there's so many moments that could have been had that would like further solidify that that not only did he like her just because this powerful woman blah yeah. blah blah, but they're like like they like them actually developing a relationship to a point where she would be so mad at at feeling betrayed by all these people. I actually uh, so I actually was not that annoyed by it just because of the way she's kind of acted with uh, men she respects or strong men. True. I mean, she's, you know. Well, the, well, for her, her thing has been fleshed out. But Jon Snow, like, went, was just turned into a, a puddle of a person. And yeah, he knows nothing. He, nothing. <laughs> and his first love told him that. Yeah. Uh, um, that it was that still wasn't that crazy to me. Um, and also, like, Sometimes for me, there's this unwritten rule, or not unwritten rule, I can't think of the right word, but like love at first sight seems to be accepted in uh, media. True. And I'm not saying it doesn't occur in real life. I'm, 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 all, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of build up. Um, yeah, you like that pregnant pause? I was actually just looking at the, the screen. The screen? Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So, um, all that to say that. The episode starts off with the desolation. Um, the whole Tyrion finding uh, Jamie and, and Cersei, I feel like that was kind of like a they knew the reaction to the last episode would be like, yeah. oh, what if Cersei isn't dead? Or what yeah, if Jamie isn't yeah, dead? Yeah. And they were like, no, they're dead. 
it was good for <laughs> it was good for Tyrion too. Yeah, I mean, oh, he knew that was that was a possibility, and just com- coming to reality with it. It was that weird thing where like you knew why they had to do it for for those reasons, mm-hmm. but the fact that like only just enough ceiling crumbled in to not make that place completely unstable, but then just enough for him to be able to crawl back in there and and find them under the rocks. That was convenient. Yeah, it was very convenient. Um, so I mean, it wasn't big enough for Jamie to get out, but it was yeah, big enough for to, just, Tyrion to get just, in. Conveniently. Yeah. Um, so I thought that scene was, uh, that was moving. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. Peter Dinklage, really yeah. good acting in that scene. Um, then we it's move on really to... Really amazing. Yeah. Then we move on to uh, the victory speech that you were talking about, mm-hmm. the breaking the wheel. Now, one of the things that was being pointed out a lot, which I had kind of I had noticed uh, like right off the bat because I thought it was like if really iconic the way they did it. Um, not okay, that's weird to say iconic when we were about to talk about Nazis. Um, <laughs> so not iconic, yeah. but it was. Um, it's like well, you, look, the it symbology like, uh, was really like obvious. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've thought of uh, Force Awakens because right. Well, like, well, that symbolizes the, the same thing. Ash, yeah, so. yeah, they're going for like, look at all these people who are following this dictator that is so charismatic that they all, they all feel the way that person feels about I don't all know the where things. these soldiers came from, though. Yeah, so Game of Thrones uh, in this last season played really fast and loose with how big and how small their army got, and even with all the losses, like somehow. How somehow all of the Dothraki went into this the the thing in that one the battle last, episode last night yeah yeah and then and then not, like maybe a couple came out and then suddenly there's a whole army left at the end <laughs> which which again some of them died or no barely any barely anybody on the quote unquote good side died in this final battle you, and you know what I forgot about in hmm. in the last uh, the last night every time yeah. this one guy like touched by the white walkers yeah. i was like oh they're dead and i was like oh yeah they're not they're not zombies oh they actually have to kill them I, yeah i kept on forgetting that part yeah so yeah. uh yeah then when they're stacking up on people yeah yeah they're still not technically dead i mean they might suffocate but probably yeah that's pretty and every, yeah there's too many fake outs on that episode yeah um <laughs> yeah it it made a lot made for a lot of like good tension i guess it made you want to continue to watch i still think it was a good episode yeah, too yeah good episode um okay so yeah so we have the the nazi symbology we have that big flag that that like the, i thought it was funny somebody pointed out it was like okay so you guys we're lugging this giant <laughs> tapestry around. They're, I didn't think about like, that. Like, there's a there's somebody like well part it, of the army that's like yeah 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 um you 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 and you we all carry this tapestry until we have a point where we can put it up somewhere. It also, could have been on the boat still. True true yeah true true. I thought that was just kind of funny. Also that uh, another iconic scene when she's walking forward and and uh, Drogon um, spreads his wings and it's mm-hmm. behind her and it makes it look like she has dragon wings, which was kind of cool. Um. They kind of washed out the scene a little bit, so it felt like there was a there's a very distinct black and white kind of feeling to it, but yes. with but without actually coloring things black and white. Also, and red. Yes, and red. Um, they but then they also did this thing where, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, then they also did this thing where they um, shoot, 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 shoot. Everything was very um. Uh, they kind of did like uh, you know you know when you uh frame scenes to make them look like paintings they did a lot of yeah. that they wanted they did a lot of i guess you just call them set pieces they did a lot of those to like like you got like these pictures ingrained in your head like these you are the ones where you screenshot this is yeah. the this is the they really make the, the poster they really make what not death rocky uh the unsullied they really make them look like 
the mountain in a way their expression yeah, it's like yeah they're the all same. they're all very well i mean if you think about it i mean considering their story being castrated and whatnot they, yeah, but then uh gray worms like well he's the only one that found somebody though yeah. or somebody found him and so sex apparently snaps you out of it uh, if that's what you call it that's true yeah let's not get into that um <laughs> But yeah, no. So so that whole scene, uh, um, the speech was very. Uh, yeah, I mean, even the speech was uh, was 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 uh, was like Nazi parallel stuff. Like it was just like we know what's right. Yep. We do all the things that are right. I and I mean this this lends to further on in the episode, which we'll talk about when we get there. But yeah, she's like we're we're going to we're going to free the world, you know, because I freed you guys, and you guys free the other people. Now we free the world, and it's like. It's that thirst for power. That's that thirst for for. It's like this weird, um, not manifest destiny. Um, yeah, almost like manifest, yeah, manifest destiny. destiny yeah, so they feel like everybody they're needs entitled. To, yeah, they're entitled to the world, and that the world. You ever think about the fact that like needs their freedom or whatever? Right. She now knows that she's actually not entitled. What do you mean? Well, she knows about John, so she knows she's technically not actually entitled. Yes, but she, in that you could tell she fought more and more and more to make sure, like after she found out that fact, like almost to scare everybody into making or to like yeah. or to 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 preferring her to John or whatever, and like you could like John never fought back for it, like it was so it was they like she, it was like she was so. fighting a battle with herself because she was threatened by his by his claim to the throne, and then. So she, but he wasn't fighting it, and he wasn't actually claiming it. So there was like that whole idea that uh, that paranoia that comes with that massive amount of power, and just always being fearful that somebody's going to take it from you. So you have to further that power, and you have to further ingrain and um, and what do you call it? Uh, put fear into other people right. to ensure that they don't that they don't challenge you. Because again, you're at that point now you're afraid to just lose power. It wasn't that you know I'm. I have this uh, initially starts off as a goal to free the world and things like that. And then it gets to a point where now it's just fear of losing the things that I've gained and not even about the world anymore. It's more about me. Yeah. You know, there was definitely points where I was like, why are you bothering going to the Westeros? I mean, you've got, I think it's called Essos. You've got all that under your thumb and, and they and they adore you over there. Like, yeah. why well, are you bothering? For her, it was always the claim to the throne, and yeah. I think that's why she was threatened by John, uh, John, so much. It's because now he there's somebody else that's claiming something that she had been fighting this whole time just to be there, or even yeah, just she made it her purpose, and, right? And um, so we can actually kind of move a little bit forward because I think a lot of the, uh, the culmination of some of these events that we're talking about uh, take place a little yeah. bit later on in the episode. So yeah, we we'll can actually, we'll, uh, we'll talk about this next part a little quick uh Tyrion gives back his hand of the of the queen um was that a pendant or yeah that, or? yeah the little that little the little pen um yeah. oh the pen yeah yeah uh then they lock Tyrion up Arya teleports behind John which I always love it when she does that yeah so it's funny is that like that ability I think um it's been one of those things where like you're like man okay so it seems like oh she's just appearing out of nowhere but we all know she has these abilities that which, oh gosh, well, we can talk about this at the end of the episode. Like, I, uh, yeah, that's something that you, how do you build a whole season on something and then only get to use it once? <laughs> I know, she's so awesome. Uh, so awesome. Um, 
And then uh, John. Oh, actually, let's stop for a second. Okay. So you you mentioned the uh, Tyrion giving back his hand, his uh, uh, the, the little yeah. the, the little pendant, right? That was, I felt like that was a really good like significant scene of a character finally realizing that they're serving a tyrant. Yeah. But like it was not that one was one of the few payoffs so far. Yeah, that was awesome. that was like he went on this roller coaster ride of 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 being the person. That that just just went to the whorehouse all the time, and that just drinks all the time, and that was just kind of looking for a purpose, finding a purpose. Yeah, he was just relishing in his in in his fame, or not. I guess you could say fame, his family and his his riches and things. And then it just started, like you said, he started to look for a purpose. He started wanting wanted to find a woman in his life. He wanted to like he actually wanted to. Well, they he said that he loved her, and they have set it up to where every woman he's ever loved. Let him down, yeah. yeah has let him down, so. or 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 not cheated on him. Um, what do you call it? Betrayed him. Yeah. Um, and like that, yeah. All of the payoffs were perfect for that. And then just like it was almost one of those things where you almost didn't think they would do it because it just it was like ah no, this seems too right. They're not going to do it. And then they did it. Do what? What? Um, make him actually finally question. Oh, you know. Um. Oh, that was awesome. I, I, yeah, I like that a lot. So that was yeah, that was really good. And I think that scene in general, like when he did it in front of her whole military mm-hmm. and. And in front of her, John, Arya, the, the the commander, like like everything, it was just like I want everybody to know that I've lost faith, yep. and that I can know. And the, the, his statement was so minimal. It was just uh, when she said, "How?" Um, yeah, I don't remember something about something about you betraying me, and then he's like, "Yeah, but you slaughtered millions, yeah, or you you slaughtered millions, thousands but... of people, or thousands of innocent people." That was his big thing. It was yeah. like. I can see you destroying King's Landing. I can oh, see that's right. okay. you killing Cersei. I can see you, you know, uh, freeing all these people and, and killing their captors. I can see that. But then you killed thousands of innocent people. He basically said, how and are you I any, can't do that. How are you any different than Cersei was? Exactly. Yeah. And I can't do that. And I thought that was, that was a really good payoff. That is actually yeah. one of the few that I was just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, Sorry. So then they lock him up because no, you're good. He, yeah. because he's he pretty much told her I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. And that I guess in her eyes, well, anybody she, that he, betrays her, or uh, he well, he let Jamie out. So oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then jo- that was the comparison. You freed your brother. You betrayed me. Oh, that's and right. then he was like, yeah, and you killed or you slaughtered thousands. Yeah, you yeah. Betrayed me. Well, because he said that she would stand. He she said she would stand down. Yeah. Um and then John goes down and and it and it was a little intimidating you know because John seems so alone and there's all these like uh almost faceless unsullied and everything yeah um and then he goes down and talks to Tyrion and then uh, Tyrion you know tries to convince John of what the right thing to do is right. and and actually I love this scene because you that know, scene was beautiful yeah um yeah I I. You know, I still enjoyed how conflicted John is, even though, like, you know that John knows that what Tyrion is saying is right. But Very much so, yeah. He's still, he's so stubborn. So stubborn. <laughs> um. So, one of the things I'd like to, to point out is that that conversation with Tyrion for John to be, felt like one of the, I mean, it was like a whole two seasons, maybe three seasons that we went forward with with John not really expressing much of anything and just mm. always having just that look of anguish on his face ever since he died and then came back. Like, to be honest, it almost seemed like he was definitely like a husk of a person who had barely yeah. any emotions yep. leading up to this. And then finally, like, 
it's almost like oh my gosh whoa things are happening and then it finally this last episodes episode seemed like it was like oh i am a person i do have feelings and i can think independently and it um well he was always he was always trying to do the right thing and, and the right thing was always so clear for him right and this is like i feel like this is the first time where well maybe not the first time but it was definitely a significant time where he was it wasn't clear what the right thing to do is right so um but it, yeah it was a good episode because it does it does kind of lend towards uh i guess maybe these last couple seasons since he died like like contemplation about yeah about what is the right thing like when i'm trying to help people out and they decide that because they just don't like me they're gonna kill me Mm -hmm. um and when i'm literally trying to do the best for everybody this is something i forgot uh this is going back to that scene when they did kill him when Mm -hmm. he came back to life did he he killed the people that killed him right i do not remember i think he did and and it was just like you know essentially that's what ned stark would have done Mm-hmm. And so that's what he did. It was like a duty. I think they didn't. Yeah, didn't they flash back to that episode? Yeah. Like you kill them before they can kill you, or something. Probably like something that. like that. Yeah. Um, or no, you do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a scene where they were were they on the 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 pyres or whatever, and he shot an arrow at him or something. Oh, or, I don't remember the arrow. Yeah. It was being an arrow. I don't remember all that part. Yeah. Of I I would I would like to go back and, and check that out. Again. Cutting back to the finale. I, honestly, up to this point, I still thought I I honestly thought up to this point it was it was a good episode. Um, mm-hmm. and then after, you know, they talk and everything, um, and I, you know, I, we are kind of glazing over that scene. It really was a great scene. It was a great scene, but it's one of those things where if you've watched it or if you plan on watching it, that's something that you, to, to describe every moment of that scene would take away from that scene being good just mm. because it's a good scene. Yep. Having actually no pretext as to what's going on there. That's just a good scene. It's it's well acted. It's well, it's well, uh, it's well filmed. It's like, it's it's yeah. It's a really well structured scene. And uh, and uh, Peter Dinklage really does good with his weighted scenes too. Yes, he does. Uh, anyway, so going on. Uh, and then John goes to Danny, but uh, he walks past uh, Drogon to remind us. Ooh, he, another he's painting. There. Another, yeah, another painting. painting. Yeah. But you know, they. I mean, they they obviously do that. They're like, they, you know where John's. They you know where John's going. Right. But then they show the dragon because they're like. Don't forget, it's right here. It's yeah. right next to her. So right here. Just so you yeah. just so you know. And then uh I actually just realized that uh Drogon. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh it's just dragon with an O instead of an A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never noticed that before. Yeah. We're simple around here. <laughs> uh and then uh John and Danny talk, have a talk. Uh John tries to reason with Danny and Danny reinforces what John must do. Mm-hmm. John kills Danny. So, one of my huge problems with this part is, and I will always, I'm, I think that the theme of this, that my whole feeling about this episode, is 12 more episodes would have been great in between here to get to this point. Because at this point, you have literally 10 minutes that John decides to go against everything that he that he was believing in. And that was just that scene with, with Tyrion. That, like, it was a little anticlimactic too. Right. But my thing was that um, we, we've we already established that Danny or that John and Danny are in love, regardless of their, of their relationship. Of how they got there. Yeah. And, and regardless of their, um, their relation to each other, which by the way, they can both completely ignored. Um, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Auntie, whatever. I don't care. We're in love. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I mean, they kind of, they never said it out loud, but it, it 
they did make it seem like Danny doesn't care about that, and John's a little bit like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. Um, so one of the things about that, and this, like I said, I'll, I'll go back to the twelve extra twelve episode would have been great. It's mm-hmm. because you kind of get to this point where I would love it if I would just, I don't know, if I could see John and Daenerys like actually like together. Because if you remember, it's ever since they slept together, they weren't really together anymore. Every no. scene was like... Well, the, there was the first episode. They they re, they reminded you. They they flew out on the dragon. They got in that little right. frozen cave but there, area. There's always... There's like... Okay, so they have their one set piece. Oh, and then I, those... The dragons were staring at them all funny. Yeah. So then there was like... <laughs> all, but, there, but like to me, it seemed like, okay, so they slept together. They, they enjoyed that moment. But then after that, it seemed like every other scene was them apart from each other. Mm-hmm. Because um, they were so, busy, or John was busy more right. than anything. And so, to me, like, I would have liked more. I think more build up and more, even even more time to even like stew on the words that Tyrion had said before you go and do the thing that you just did. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, you walked in there, you had this conversation, and like you said, he pleaded with her. There was there was that point yeah. where he pleaded. That usually doesn't come from. That's probably from the Wii U gamepad. Um, yeah. Um, so we found out where the noise is coming from. Um, but yeah, he pleaded with her and this, again, this is all from maybe like, did they skip over a night or two that he was like sitting with this thought? Well, or, I mean, when he went oh, in, it wasn't, it seemed like it was nighttime when she, when they went to the, the hall of the throne mm-hmm. and then it was definitely daytime when he went to go talk to Tyrion. But can we talk about all of this soot that looked like snow? Yeah, well, you know that that part is. I mean, like you know the 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 vision she had way back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I thought oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was. I awesome. like that. I like that. I like that idea of like because I remember. I mean, we live in Washington, and there's a, a Mount St. Helens when that when that uh erupted erupted. Wow, I was gonna say exploded. Um, <laughs> when that erupted, that would have been bad. It covered it covered a lot of things in in ash, and they it did look like snow. And then and then it reminds me of the the imagery from Silent Hill, like mm-hmm. um yep. Uh, but I I like that. And then like whenever it like fell off of Dro- Drogon, kind of like it was snow. It, it just looked really good. I yeah, like that. visually it looked it looked yeah. amazing. Um, so I guess like I said, I would want to I would have wanted more time to like sit with like this revelation that John was having about. Like I guess from finally like opening his eyes to the the I, real situation that was occurring. I was still okay. I think it was. I felt like this whole episode he was like in shock, and and Tyrion still was leading him in that direction, and uh, and I think even he was still in shock even when he first went to talk to Danny. And I, I think it it was. I don't even think it was like a thought out thing. I think it was more so he knew what to do, and she said that thing. Um, I can't remember. Basically, she just said that. Um, well, we'll make everyone see it our way, essentially. Because we know what is right. Yeah, and and, and then was, he goes, "How do you know? We are or something." Yeah, it was something like really. It was so. Uh, oh, that's right. It How was so different. Right? Yeah, it was so defined. Like that, and that's this is what I was talking about earlier. Um, is that like at that point she had made up in her mind that nobody else is the right. She is the right, and that every she had already defined in her brain that she was the arbiter of everything right, and that whatever she did wasn't she did she did that thing, and I don't know what what it's called in like psychiatry, where you you develop a thing, and 
that becomes the new center for your moral compass. And it means that everything else aside from that is wrong. Oh gosh, I, mm. So she, so she like, she had made up her own right. Yeah, right, right. And then everybody else was wrong. And that's where that, I feel like, again, more things that could have been built up to that point. But I mean, they, there, there were some things that were, yes, I will say that a lot of things were set in place in terms of slavery that she was just part of, um, the whole prearranged marriage thing that she was part of. Like, there, like all of these things led up to, her having these ideals but for her to like solidify in her brain that she was the only one who could do the right things and who could uh cleanse the world you know she was the new messiah and she needed to she needed to continue to do that which a lot of people in the in like the political um arena would say that yes you are literally becoming the mad queen because that's what he thought too he thought he was the right thing too and he was going to kill anybody who who thought otherwise and that's kind of what that speech was saying she's like if they don't get it, I'll make them get it because yeah. we're right. We are the good. And I, I think, and you were talking about, you know, I wish had, John had more time to think about it. And actually, I don't think that he had an idea of what he was going to do until, until that moment. It. Yeah, until yeah. that moment. And uh, he, and I really think he was, well, you're right. He was, he was, you said it. He was pleading with her, pleading with her. Mm-hmm. And, and then he finally saw it. And that's, you know, that was that moment. Yeah. So, well, if you, again, man, I will say, um, Amelia Clark, actually John Snow as well, uh, or, uh, Kit Harrington, Kit Harrington, both have really good facial expressions. Mm-hmm, I'll yes. give them. That. Um, so like you could see her, 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 her face. It was really soft. It was like when she was walking up to the throne yep. and he wasn't in there yet. And she, she touched the throne and she's about to sit on it. By the way, that I thought that was a nice little, little, little um, symbology. She never sat on the throne. <laughs> yes. Um, me too. Uh, <laughs> so she touched the, the thing. was about to sit down. She saw John. So she was like, Oh my gosh, here's my love. Right? And then she tells a little story about she, the yeah. swords. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then like the facial expressions went from being soft, passionate, loving, to like slowly but surely delving into this sadness yeah. and then this this heartbreak of seeing that this other person that you you thought loved you unconditionally suddenly you she's starting to be able to tell he's question, oh. he's questioning the things that he yeah. like his speech or his talking to her is actually him questioning her finally because all throughout he never questioned her. Mm-hmm. he just said my queen my queen my queen whatever you believe is right and finally like the, the, there's this moment but right before she's about to sit on the throne that the one person that she knows will believe in her unconditionally is finally asking her a question about what she's doing, yeah. which means that he's questioning the things that she's doing. And so then you start to see anguish. You start to see like this, like this tinge of sadness. And then like, as they're going for a hug, you can even see on her face that like, it's almost like she knows the end. Well, is I think nigh. you're missing the part where she says, then, you know, essentially, well, I don't know what she says. We'll make them listen or whatever. Like, right. Like, like her eyes like widen. And right. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, well, I'm saying in her conversation with him, like the, there's facial expressions that change, like as she's looking yeah. at him, oh, but totally. then there is that moment. Yes. Right before, um, he kind of brings it in for a hug or whatever. And like that, yeah, she, that she pulls away and her eyes are wide and she turned, you can definitely tell that she's like turning into a madman or a, a mad woman or, the Mad Queen, mm. pretty much the embodiment of what everybody was starting to see happen already. Yeah, worry the, at least. Yeah, there was this. There's there's that there's that blank stare again, where it's just like I am the thing, and nobody can tell me otherwise. I'm not looking at you. I'm at this point. I'm not even talking to you. I'm talking to the world, and I'm exclaiming to the world that this is what I come to do. And yeah, and so then he brings her in for for the hug and and little little stabby stabby in the gut gut. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why I said that twice. Um, <laughs> 
um but yeah no that that scene it it was heavy it was well acted and i will say time and time again that this series did not end bad i just wish we had a little bit longer to get there yes um, yeah, it works and then we had we had drogon um have you said that no okay yeah drogon flies up he looks pissed he looks really pissed uh, then he he roasts the throne and oh, takes Danny ooh. away. Don't forget, he looked at John for like half a second, yeah. and then for those two seconds, you're thinking in your head. So because John is Targaryen, or at least half Targaryen, yes. or whatever, will he get burned? Mm-hmm. Then the second thing is like, wait, is he angry at John? Does he know he stabbed him? And then the third is the fact that he turned away and burned the throne. One of the theories I saw was like maybe he associated the 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 knife sticking out of Danny with the pointy things on the throne and wanted to burn all those. It's kind of like a kid throwing a tantrum, right? Or did he, did he know and just didn't want to burn John? Yeah. Or did he know, can he understand human speech? And he knows Danny's been talking about this, this iron throne. And he's like, Oh, the throne killed her. Well, which is what somebody else said as well. These are not my thoughts, by the way. Um, uh, so then did he know and it's like oh sim- symbolically the throne killed Danny. it wasn't john it was her ambition for this throne and ambition for conquering the world that killed her right and so is that why he destroyed it mind you all symbology aside all motivation all intelligent speculation about the dragon aside it was really it's iconic for the viewer to see that this thing that we spent eight seasons like for everybody trying to get to everybody mm. trying to get to um and then it's just burned to the ground and so also i'd like to point out that they said that that thing was made by dragon fire right like they burned all these swords together it wasn't obviously it was such it's the it's like that weird thing where you put these things on a pedestal and there's so much uh lore and and um i don't know there's so much weight put to these objects right just for them to be burned down by the thing that supposedly made them or and, and to be to be destroyed in supposedly the way that it was created you know because you think that oh it was made by dragon fire which would mean it's like super strong right no it no. burned down just like any other regular metal burned down bubbled and it was gone and then my man drogon went from being from being or woman i don't know if they ever defined the sex of the dragons this guy okay then um drogon he then he did the like the most tender little thing where he he like picked her or like he was like he was like prodding her and make mm. sure he's like oh she's not alive she's not alive she's not like oh my okay. god and then he did the little thing with his little nail and picked her up on the claw and then just like it was like everything was just like so passionate this is my mama right I'm taking her away in scene so uh some of my thoughts for why he didn't do anything to John is mm-hmm. is because well Danny's a dragon Drogon's a dragon. I mean, John. I guess. I mean, they let they let John ride him, so he must be a dragon too. Yeah. So you know, he's Drogon's like, I'm not going to hurt my kind. You, did, even though John just did that, but well, I'm it's not, not really shown whether did. or not he knew John did that. Yeah, I mean, there there is that. I mean, I mean, I guess there's definitely up with the ter- interpretation of how that's going. Yeah. And, or, you know how, how? I mean, I mean, it could have been just like, oh, you think you're going to be on the throne now? You know. I'm gonna burn it. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things. You you don't know how empathic. You don't know how telepathic they are. You don't. Yeah. That's what I'm it's saying. Hard to say. All 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 in intellectual speculation about dragon right. on the side. It was a good scene. So. This is the point. Well, I actually thought 
everything was fine. I mean, you can nitpick and everything. Uh, this is actually where I think it just started to started to defy logic. That being said, let's how about we decide oh. to defy logic as well by taking a break? Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> two, <laughs> two people were gonna say things. We, we probably should have said who was gonna make it come back. Yeah, probably should have. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say something to the effect of, "Let's uh, teleport to the next scene," as uh, Game of Thrones is wont to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Tyrion wakes up, and apparently it's a few weeks later. Time travel. Uh, yeah, and now they're at that place where they do like the diplomacy. Uh, uh, the dragon pit. The dragon pit, and I suppose, I mean. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of confusion. So I guess nothing would ever happen to the Tyrion in that time. So I guess I don't have a problem with that. Um, but why are they? Why are they all of a sudden in this dragon pit? And and why is Wormtail or Grey Worm being? Wormtail? <laughs> <laughs> why is Wor- uh, ah! say, it, say it again. Grey Worm. Yeah. <laughs> being so compliant, and then I mean, I suppose Sansa could have. Like so, here's what happened. Oh, hold up, hold up. Oh, okay, so you think Sansa like was already plotting against her, against Daenerys? Danny? Like, yeah, just so in f- case. Oh, okay. for sure. Um, so my thoughts on this whole random scene, as it were, um, is that first off, why the heck did John even tell anybody he killed Daenerys? Yes, that's a little punk. Anyways, the next thing is. So Tyrion's been sitting waiting for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So the fact that John said anything and then everybody just evacuated and they all came back later on to have this meeting. I mean, the fact that like, okay, so now they're, they're pretty much like the premise is them saying that Wormtail, aka Grey Worm, <laughs> <laughs> it, like he, he used his Unsullied because now he's a commander of, of Daenerys' armies, regardless if she's there or yeah. not. And he used them to take over the King's Landing. And made it theirs because nobody else had an army big enough to 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 fight against her. Plus, the Unsullied also incorporates the Dothraki as well, or at least it should have. But they didn't seem like they were there anymore. So I don't I don't understand more teleportation. Um, but yeah, so that like the scene was not set up well enough in terms of they didn't give the 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 viewers like any setup. They just Anything. did it. They did a thing, and like, then a thing happened, and then suddenly Tyrion is being, you know, marched out into the dragon pit to talk to this council of people, which, again, we hadn't established how everybody, like, okay, so how many weeks later is this? Is this months? And, and then also, does that mean that they've been occupying King's Landing for this long? Had they been in negotiations? This could, That could have been a whole episode. Yeah. Well, not just that. Like, like how did they... Okay, so so John, we find out John's still alive. How, how would... And he's just it, in jail. Yeah, like... like John, they would have killed John instantly. I feel like they would have too. They would have killed him instantly. Considering that they were building up Grey Worm to be like this just bloodthirsty because of because of uh, his girl dying, you know? Also, as you said, why would he just stay there, you know, like waiting like, hey guys, I... I hey guys, I, I killed did. the queen. Oh, but I don't have any proof. There's there's some blood in, in the place, but I, I she's gone. Yeah. You guys saw the dragon fly off. I don't know whose blood this is. <laughs> I just came to look at the throne. It was burnt down. I don't it could know what's be going any on. Any evil queen, right? Any evil queen, <laughs> uh, but, but, but not yeah. just that. So there was, there was a that. weird about a lack of setup. John's yeah. been locked up for a long time. 
like Arya would just do nothing. Like, yeah, she would have got the mini face person has done nothing the whole time. Yeah, this trained assassin who, at the point in I don't know an episode or two ago where she was trying to go kill Cersei, that you build up this whole journey just for the mountain to go or not the mountain uh for cooking uh, the hound to just go no you shouldn't go and she goes okay and turns around i was like really okay i will okay so i will address that one so they they have continuously set up in the show that if you go down the path of revenge all it leads to is death right right and he said that out loud i understand oh he did pretty much yeah i forgot and so i actually thought that was he's like pretty much you'll end up like me and you don't want that yeah i actually thought that was a good scene but we it, okay. about no, that. no, no, no. It was a good scene. I'm not saying it's a bad scene. I'm saying that it was a. That's a, that's the whole thing about this episode. Like, there's so many good scenes, but that wasn't that episode. That was the episode. Before. No, no. Oh no, I'm, no. I'm talking about um the build up for the for the build up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's so many good scenes in these episodes. Like we're like, yeah, this is really well acted and all this stuff, but it doesn't really make sense in comparison to the characters that that's portraying or whatever, and like. Like so, yeah. You have you have the hound going on his journey in terms of as a as a as a warrior or whatever, just seeking revenge. And then you have this person, Arya, that's like built up to be this you know this bad mamma jamma, and then she just turned around like that. And like yeah, you build was... up like this whole thing. There was a whole season of her constantly reciting her list and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And then she she like I said, she used her power like one time. Okay, two times if you count when she killed the, the the Night King. But she used her power one time to go through and uh, that one family I can't remember the name of, and just kill all that whole family. Remember mm-hmm. um, all the people who remember. were uh, that that orchestrated the Red Wedding. I can't remember their name. Yeah, all those people. She went through and like methodically murdered them. Yeah, um, it was kind of violent actually. Uh, but yeah, it. So she went and did that, and then after that, like, she did some Soylent Green type stuff too. When. Yeah, they, she she made him eat. He he made uh her eat her family, or made him eat his family. Oh yeah, yeah oh she yeah. Made the pies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I remember that. Yeah, that's dark. Yeah, um, but I mean, like, okay, so we did that, and then after that, no more. You built up this whole thing for her being an assassin, and then again, no more. And then at the at the next, like the the penultimate moment, you go, now nah, turn around, we're gonna let her die nicely. I'm gonna go get Sansa. She'll take care of this. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so now we're here. We're having a meeting. We have uh, we have Tyrion. We have uh, we have Grey Worm, aka Wormtail, <laughs> and we have like all these peoples. Yeah, which, by the, the way, I don't remember everybody's name. Yeah, I, I, I don't be knowing. I just remember the Starks. I remember Sh- uh, Sam, and oh, these. I think they're the Tullys, and I don't remember who everyone else is. Yeah. Well, there's only um, one Tully left. So. Oh, and Davos is there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, the funny part is like they had, uh, Grey Worm tell Tyrion to shut up and then he's just like, no, nah, I don't care. But no, nah, homie, I like to talk. But how would, how would Tyrion know that? Like, why is Grey Worm, uh, the one that's like up against the ropes? It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I mean, at this point they, they only <laughs> said again, it's all, a lot of things are explained in one sentence. That's kind of this whole, the whole theme of this episode is. Yeah. She's, so as I said, you guys are surrounded. Yeah. Or you've been holed up here for whatever time frame, mm-hmm. And that's how we all, that's the only reason why we know he's been in there and, for weeks. And Daenerys burned up all the food in all of King's Landing. Yeah. You can, you can only survive for so long, blah, blah, blah. Right. And so there's like this whole, th- 
again, they did like the one sentence setups for all the things. And then, like you were saying, it start it started off where Grey Worms he's a bad man pajama. He's like, Yeah, no, no, you can't talk. You're a prisoner. And the, and you think to yourself, seems about right. Okay. Prison you're not gonna just let the prisoner yeah. run run the meeting, right? But then it turns into Oh no, the prisoner does run the meeting. That's the whole point. The prisoner's here. Really? <laughs> like like okay, how does it go from I think that uh oh sorry one of the funniest scenes by the way in this in this thing was when when they were like um i can't remember his name old dude stood up and he was like oh i think oh, i should be a king right oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy and then everybody and then sansa was like sansa huh i think it's a martel oh, yeah um i think yeah i think so too and then sansa shuts that down super quick she said sit down pretty much she said what everybody else was thinking because they were all looking at him like bro no. oh so is the audience yeah, yeah. So. Sit, sit your butt down. And so he, he did. That was pretty funny. And then you got um, uh, Sam. Yeah, Sam. Sam stood up, and he's talking about how about we do a democracy. And so at the, at the, for like half a second, you kind of like, oh, my gosh, they're actually like for real going to do like an elected official kind of thing, right? And then everybody laughs it off. And he sits down like embarrassed like, no, I mean, that was like literally the best idea, but okay, whatever. <laughs> and so, again, I'm just like, okay, so where are we going with this? For them to go with Tyrion, like just I don't know, like out of nowhere, I, giving him all the authority of this meeting. Yeah, this is this is literally where the show jumped the shark. Yeah. Well, okay. So I I had I don't know if I read it or if I heard it somewhere else. They were saying that the reason why Tyrion was given a voice is because he's still the leader of a house. Technically, he's the last surviving heir to this house. He's the house Lan- yeah, uh, yeah, the house yeah, Lannister yeah. leader, or whatever, or the 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 he would be the leader. Like there, you know. Whatever, um, and I think that. But why would he have the most voice? I I don't know why he'd have the most voice aside from the fact that the previous everyone, aside from the fact that everyone loves Peter Dinklage and his character. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the oh that was fan service for sure. Um, but then like they gave him the floor mm-hmm. and like then they just let him talk and so and it was good. So what he said was good. Right, but it went against the whole setup of the scene, which is mm. shut up. Yeah. I don't want to hear you. Yeah. You are the prisoner. That was like established, and you're like, okay, so he's not gonna, he's gonna see some things go down. They're gonna choose whether or not they should execute uh, Peter Dinklage, and then they're gonna execute him, right? And why would Grey Worm, like, whatever decision he makes, why would Grey Worm be like, all right, well, I guess that's yeah. what it's gonna be. Okay, so that was that was a little weird. They um, then then he started doing this thing that w- was again weirdly fan service because apparently a lot of people had written about this and said that it was gonna happen anyways. But it was like one of the two things. It was either Tyrion Lannister was going to end up being the king because he he told stories. Have you ever played uh, Dragon uh, Dragon Quest? Oh, not Dragon Quest. Well, Dragon I, Age. I have played Inquisition. Dragon Quest. No. Um. So in Inquisition, or even in Dragon, have you played no the spoilers. original Dragon Age? Let's not spoil it though. Have you played the original Dragon Age? No. Not Dragon Age Two. No. There's a character in Dragon Age who has this giant crossbow. He's like a, a dwarf character or whatever. He just writes stories. Mm-hmm. And Peter Dinklage's character reminds me a lot of him. And I kind of thought of that because um, he he's constantly writing the story that is... Uh, it runs parallel to the actual story, but it's like a smut kind of magazine thing that he writes. But it's like a medieval smut kind of magazine. <laughs> so it's like this It's like this weird thing that he writes, but it, it's pretty much about his journeys that he takes with... Um, with the the lead character that's typically always you, you know what I mean. So he's telling the story, and I was thinking of like the parallel between that is that he ended up be 
No, okay. So we'll leave that alone. Um, the parallel between that is that these storytellers, they gain a lot of power because they are, they're arbiters of knowledge, and they bring that knowledge to the masses because they were part of the journey to get to these places, right? So then I was like, okay, cool. They're gonna, they're probably it's either Tyrion or it's gonna be Bran, and then of course. Oh, you actually thought you thought yeah that was gonna be Bran? What? Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's the he's literally the only powerful character in the but story he hasn't left. Done anything considering the trajectory that this show was taking that's that was my assumption is that they're going to go with the character that has the most magic okay so we'll, we'll and the reason why the reason why i hit with Tyrion at first is because i was thinking that it was going to be uh either a procession thing or it was going to be more or less it was going to they're going to go away from having an actual king to having more of like a like a council, and he was going to be head of a council. That's what I would thought of for Tyrion. I, that's that's how I wrote my ending. Oh well, <laughs> um, we don't have to admit that. Um, so that's all right. I well, I don't know if I we'll have time for it, but maybe we'll. Yeah. So 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 I thought that we we're going to go that route, and then whenever he like said, uh, like he made his proclamation, everybody was like, "Sure, I agree, whatever." Like I was like, "This did you? Are you guys just handling the ruling of a king, six kingdoms, to by this dude in chains?" Yeah. And then just because he, he, he talks so charismatically and, and you're like, nope, oh, we're going to give him the thing. And then uh, and then they had the part where Sansa's like, but the North stays independent, which was kind of like a... She's like, no, like a, no offense, bro, but uh, <laughs> but but your girl's keeping the crown. You it know was like saying? a wink, wink to the fans like, oh, yay, Starks, Winterfell. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's always been about the Starks. That's pretty yeah. much what a lot of people said. Uh, but yeah, so they made... Okay. Oh, also... You have it here in the notes when he's like, why do you think I came this far? Yes. I was like, bro, shut up. You didn't even know why you came this far. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't miss me with that stuff. No. Okay. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he knows. He knew. He knows all this stuff. He's he's seen the past. He's been able to see the future, it mm-hmm. seems like. So that means that, like, I think of the part where he's, he's talking to Theon and Theon's like, oh, uh-huh. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you know, and then Theon's like, "Nah, nah, man, it's cool. You like it led you here. You're here to protect me. Right. <laughs> I'm important, exactly." And uh, and then not just that, that means that he also knows that Danny is gonna roast all these innocent people, mm-hmm. and John's gonna kill him, but, and then I'm gonna become king. But Bran's evil. Bran is evil. But but he's evil. No, because what if? His ability to tell the future has to do with what we were talking before in terms of time compression. He has access to all of these things, but it's not in a way that he can tell people and it would change. No matter what, these things are set in stone. Or maybe it is his duty as the three-eyed raven to not change the future, but to be the person that helps it along or to just be the person that is like a conduit for this knowledge. It's not for him to be to to, to change the trajectory of how things are supposed With to go. With that premise, what is the point of him being king? I don't know. He could make informed decisions. I mean, I mean, but here's the thing. Also, nobody knows what the Three Eyed Raven is really supposed to do. Yeah. Nobody knows the extent of his power, and nobody well, even knows. I know you don't. The Three Eyed Raven is evil. Okay, sure. And not just but that. They, again, did, they didn't even do like a. They didn't even do like a Doctor Strange thing where he sees fourteen million possible <coughs> outcomes. You know, like 
like everything that everything that happened led to him being king. He even made himself a a, a rolling throne, right? Which I thought uh, was kind of funny. I, yeah, I saw someone point that out, and I was like, "Oh, that's sneaky." That, right. <laughs> um, I think Tyrion's logic was sound, though. He's just thinking not no, nece- I, I not think... necessarily that this person's that this person is evil, um, because he didn't change he anything, and you can see the. I it. But I think what it lends to is that this person just has a wealth of knowledge, and for him, it's saying he's probably somebody that's willing to to rule with his knowledge of the past in order to ensure that it doesn't happen again. And for Tyrion, that's just like, I'm trying because I had to, I had to betray Danny because all of the mistakes that she made led her to being what she is. But if I follow, or if, if we have Bran to be the king, then this is a person who has knowledge of the past and everything that's gone wrong, and he will do everything to make sure that nothing. It, w- but again, to him, it's not him looking at the looking at him is like, oh, he could tell the future, so he should have known that he was going to be here anyways. But it was just him looking well, like at him. It's just knowledge. In the general. original Three Eyed Raven knew that Bran was going to end up there, so he could project. You know, he could see the future. I, I don't know. It just self fulfilling prophecies. Yeah, they they have to happen no matter what. So I don't I don't think of time Self as being fulfilling evilness. I know. Sure, he's evil. Anyways, I don't. I, I just think of it as like okay, maybe you can see the future, but you really can't do anything oh. about it. Or maybe oh. maybe you can see the future within the time frame that a uh, or like right after the time frame fo- or like <laughs> following the events that would lead to future if events. So only they set the things. rules. Yep. yep. Oh, they, they definitely the didn't set the rules. Not okay. Something else that I just thought of this. Okay, they called him Bran the Broken, but he like the whole season and last season he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not Bran anymore. Will you get off that? I'm the Three Eyed Raven." Yes. Yeah, but I think suddenly him... he developed a personality in this last last episode. Oh, uh, yeah, he was like smiling and stuff. He's yeah. like, "I did it. The show's over." Whoops. <laughs> so all hail Bran the Broken. Um, <laughs> On to the next scene, which, again, everything just becomes even more disjointed from here. Then this is like... Actually, I th- I did like this scene, next scene. In the last quarter of the, the episode, or yeah, of this episode, they just kind of said, okay, guys, what hasn't been closed up yet? Close mm-hmm. them up. What? Oh. Oh, no, oh, this is, I mean, starting right after that, this is when they start closing all the Well, that's what Tyrion talks to John. Lines. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. They just start closing up timelines, or mm-hmm. closing up storylines real quick. Oh, actually, first of all, like, so, you know, Tyrion goes and tells Jon uh, that he's going to, like, they made an agreement. You're going to be, go back to the wall. You're going to be watching around the wall. And, you know, yep. there's the obvious part that what the heck are they watching now? But there's also the part that the only person that cares that Jon would go to the wall is uh, Grey Worm. Mm-hmm. And he's gone. So who cares? It's a sense of justice, I guess. I guess, but yeah, it's again. It's they didn't care. There was no, there was no thought to the consequences. There's no thought to the logic of things. It was just close, 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 close. That's what I'm saying. Right. This last part of the episode was just close the thing, close the things, close the things. Because Move immedi- on the Star Wars. Almost immediately, they put him on a boat. Mm-hmm. He mentioned to his little co-pilot or whatever, "We're going to Nan or Narth." Yeah, and that's where Masanda and him said they were going to mm-hmm. go. And so he's probably going to go find him another little mama. And do nothing because um, he can't. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, yeah. So that was like, again, uh, like I said, every point you're going to bring up 
It's a close. That's every. That's kind of everything they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, the next scene is, uh, was it John questions what he did? Yeah. Do you think what I did was the right thing? Which, to be honest, I think that kind of stuff could have been even more fleshed out. Like that right mm-hmm. there is like a whole. That's like, I feel like that's like half an episode of like kind of like flashing back and forth into the, yeah, like his, him just his sitting inner in jail. Turmoil. Yeah. And, yeah. But pretty much he asked the question. Tyrion said, "Ask me in ten years." <laughs> um, if w- what we did was right, oh, because so that's when the fourth uh, Game of Thrones spinoff is going to happen, right? Um, cool. So, so I thought that was actually a nice statement because, it, again, another closing statement for for these characters and those arcs that they were they were going on. Um, so for John, it's like, okay, the journey I took ends me here. Okay, boom, closing that story arc, and Tyrion's story arc for um, for him questioning the validity of his actions in everything they close it up by saying i don't know still but we are on the path to possibly a better future you know what i mean so they close all these things up right there yeah possibly possibly right um of course i get you know i guess no matter what it's possibly right and then so then they start it's weird they kind of start a new story mm-hmm. like right after that by yeah putting, then all of a sudden I, I think the next scene was Tyrion making the table right yes i believe so yeah. like and then that was really weird because he like set the chairs all right and then like everyone came out and they messed it up and then he seemed to he was like no, don't do that and i was like well, what why well okay so think about it like this first of all that last scene the reason why i said it was closing is because the next scene starts a new Tyrion. This is a Tyrion who is... OCD. No, no. He truly... He wants to do the quote-unquote... He wants to do the right thing. Right, right thing. Right, right. And those... the Putting the chairs in the right places, it's having symbolic. everything clean okay. is very, every, very symbolic. Okay. Um, so the, you have that scene. Now, this is one of those fan service scenes, again, where they're closing up on the mm-hmm. one, two, three, four stories. Four. Um, so, uh, clumsily... They they throw a song of ice and fire on the table and as it a lo- nod to Lord of the Rings, obviously. Right. right. Um. So then you have oh, who's the new maester? Oh, go figure, it's Sam. Um. Uh, which I mean, I, so really that actually so, makes sense. Yeah, that made sense. Okay. It makes sense. The reason why I say it's clumsy is because they threw them all together at they, once. They lumped them. Yeah. Okay. Then you have the next person who sits down. Brienne. Who, oh who, no, I think I think it was Davos actually. Yeah, Davos is the, the master who, of ships. The master of ships. Makes complete Makes sense. sense. A little weird how quickly they progress to these things, but okay. Yeah. Next thing, you have Brienne of Tarth, who's now the captain of the guard, which yeah. a little makes... a little quick, but hey, she it has also been in all the big battles. Money. She has a good appreciate or a good uh, rapport with all of the big people. Mm. She has never done a wrong thing. She's never quote unquote betrayed yeah, anybody. Like honestly, these three people, I couldn't think of anyone better for the jobs. Yes. And then and then, but Fan again, favorite character, right? But then, like, like I said, all these storylines are closed up, all weird. Oh, we missed a scene. No, maybe we did. It's after. It's after. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so so so, but then we have the last person who now is the the Lord of Coin. Mm-hmm. What is his name? Bron. Bro- wow, Bron. Yeah. Who, by the way, still got High Garden, like he was promised. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you put the pickpocket mercenary. As the leader of your as your of your finances, whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to question these things. I don't want to dwell on them too long. So they do this. Yeah, whole... and he tried to like he tried to kill Tyrion. Yeah. Well, he didn't really do that. No, I no. Mean... He just negotiated with Tyrion. Yeah. He's just trying to get more money. Yeah. I know how it goes. Um, 
so uh, yeah, so they they close that up, and then they have a couple jokes about him allocating more money towards whorehouses, and um, then somebody else saying we need to repair the ships and blah oh, and blah. Sam blah. says they need to repair. Oh no, I think Tyrion says we need to repair this or work on the sewers, or maybe it's Sam. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a it was a nice little fun scene, but it did close out. It started and closed out <laughs> four stories, mm. um, four new stories. Like so, it's like okay, here guys, look, we're putting these new people or all these people on new journeys. And by the way, that's all you get. Um, and then on to the next scene. Like it was like so quick that they yeah. did that. They were just like do 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 gone. <laughs> by the way, here's as much fan service as we possibly can throw together for these these characters. Um, until until we get to another character. And, well, then we'll they have. Well, then Bran comes up and he's like, he's like, oh, cool. Oh, hey guys. wow, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then he's like, hey, uh, you know, we need, we still need a master of whispers, even though I can see everything. And I'm to go see everything real yeah, quick. Bye. That was like the biggest. Like, I feel like maybe he said that as a as a wink and a nod. Like, don't try to don't try to f with me because I can see everything. Gosh, he's so evil. Yeah, probably. He's evil. I'm starting. I'm starting to come to that side. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then you have um, Podrick, who ended up being hit, like he was part of the Night's Guard, and he was the one pushing the, oh yeah, pushing the chair. Oh, I forgot about that. The Mobile Throne. Oh, um, what a crappy payoff for him. Um, no, because he became a Sir. He was Sir Podrick. So oh, okay, that's payoff. Um, that's payoff. That work. And then uh, Brienne writes about Jamie and it felt and fitting. It, and it breeds so many memes about that scene. Oh, really? Like, everybody wrote that, like, uh, Jamie Lester was, was a stank bee. Um, <laughs> like, like, like it, it was it was pretty funny. A lot of the memes are pretty funny. But it was one of those things where um, they established pretty much how... I mean, when they plopped up the, 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 the book, The Song of Ice and Fire, mm-hmm. which was like a recording of all the journey that had happened within yeah, the yeah, time, yeah. they said they forgot to put... That's still happening. I don't know where the frick that's coming from now. I'm 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 tired. I'm just tired. Um no, they, they plopped that uh they put that in there that Tyrion was never mentioned in the book. Right. Yeah, so, so they have already started dumb. that that everything's being revised and how they tell people how things happen. Yeah. Because I think at this point, if they were to put Tyrion in there, they would have it would make the people question how he can be the hand if he's gone through all of these these yeah. positions. And I think right. that at that point, you were actually kind of saving Tyrion from being uh, Oscar size from his role. Well, they didn't leave him out. They just switch it up. Yeah, but anyways, uh, they could, but they just left him out. Yeah. Also, I think it was because they were trying to say that somebody else had helped him write it, and that other person left him out. Then, then he says that one of the other maesters had helped yeah. him write it or whatever. Anyways, I mean, I mean that's kind of a dick move. It is very much so. It's very probably somebody didn't like him. Yep. Um, but yeah, so she's writing in the book, and she's kind of revised the way it goes, and though she wrote it in a nice way that he saved. Or he was—he died fulfilled, trying to save his queen. Fulfilled his duty. To yeah. Save his queen. Yeah. Now, at that point, you can draw two different um, conjectures: whether he's saving his queen, aka Daenerys, who whose side he had taken, or he's saving his queen, as in his lover, aka his sister, yeah. uh, Cersei, which at the time was also I, the queen. I took that as. But she if, wants him to be remembered for for his duty, yeah. for his for his loyalty. Yes. No, and I get it, but it, again, it had definitely dual meanings for sure. Um, and yeah, I yeah. So they so they did that. That was the scene. Um, and then we don't see Brienne anymore uh, because yep. she's done. And this is this is all kind of. I mean, I can just go over this super quick because yeah. it's just yeah, you can finish. Yeah. This up. So basically, you see John leaving. Uh, Grey Worm's on the boat leaving. Uh, Wormtail. <laughs> Grey, Grey Worm. You wrote it a lot of times. <laughs> Grey. Yeah, I did. 
Uh, Grey Worm, Mad Dog's John, as they, and, and John looks ashamed. Uh, John says goodbye to his family. Um, at this point, you see John joining the Wirelings at the Wall. Saza becomes the Queen of the North. Arya sails off on a ship. The Queen of the North little scene was actually kind of kind of epic, and that yeah, the dress she had on was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, Arya sailing off on a ship. I, I actually that really was pretty liked, cool too. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot too. Uh, and then, uh, uh, <laughs> um, and then John is, you know, he's like, oh, I'm not going to stay at the wall. I'm going to go join the wildlings, which I actually like that too. Well, okay. So that actually goes back to what you were talking about earlier. Why wouldn't he just be not, why would once, uh, once Grey Worm leave, why would yeah. he just be free? And I think that was kind of that whole payoff that was like, well, okay, well, Grey Worm is gone and it's just him literally living out his life he's where he wanted to. He's the free yeah. folk. Yeah. So yeah, so it was it was kind of an fu to to Grey Worm, but yeah, I I did see somewhere that uh, they were like, oh, so I saw Game of Thrones decided to go to the John Hughes ending. The who? John Hughes like made Breakfast Club and all that. Oh where it always Shows like a clips of what happens. The I think yeah, just yeah. close clips of what happens to every character. Yeah, with yeah. some dialogue underneath. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was so great. Uh, so yeah, the end forever until supposedly unrelated spinoffs. Oh, and uh, Arya Gwen West is not going to be a spinoff. Yeah, they talked about that. I think she she even said I would have liked to do that, but I don't think we. I don't think that's in the cards. It would have been. It would have been a good idea. I was thinking about that. So they could have done something where uh, it's not like she's the first person to ever go west or whatever. You know. Yeah, but she would be the first person to document it. That's the whole point. Yeah. For her. Well, I mean, so obviously people wanted to leave Westeros because all the stupidness going on, and because you'd have to have you'd. My first thought was you have the issue that no one would speak the same language, but if you've already had people go from Westeros west to where she's going, you'd right. have... Well, if you think... Just think about in the world nowadays, when people found the quote-unquote new land yeah. um, or the new world or whatever, it was not that we didn't speak anything, but there's always the universal language of action, so they would figure it out eventually. And there'd be somebody that would be smart enough to take over and figure out what they were trying to talk about and whatnot. It is what it is. Um, You have written down here... Um, I have quite a bit more stuff, but we're right. going to take a break as we decide what we're going to do with the rest. Indeed. Last time... Last time on Game of Thrones, Danny <laughs> wrecked it. Danny so wrecked what's going to happen on this new episode? Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Um, I, well, just in case we want to end up separating this into a separate uh, podcast. No. Okay, we're not going to do that. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> nope. So <laughs> I did some rewriting of uh, the final episode and I took some liberties with the episodes before that. Okay. And uh and then Will's gonna rip apart my uh Totally. Yeah. So mind you, I did this on a Friday night and I woke sure. I woke up in the morning and <laughs> I was already kinda of ripping holes in, in some of my uh thought process. Um but I just wanna remind everyone that we have not read the books and this is just based off the show. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I would have never had Danny all of a sudden turn bad for an unexplained reasons. Okay. Uh, or at least to that extent. Uh, she's the breaker of chains 
and she's not dumb enough to not realize that the citizens of King's Landing are oppressed, just like the other people that she broke the train chains of. Uh, I actually don't have a problem with her killing all of the soldiers. That doesn't seem to have character for her. Okay. And which we kind of mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have found a way for John to catch on fire somewhere where a ton of people could see. Because, I, I mean, regardless of it seeming like an obvious thing to happen, it felt like something that should have happened. Right. Uh, I think the best way to do that would have been uh, put him in a situation where he's coming to the defense of someone that uh, Danny is going to execute. Um, and so emotional and seeing John as continuing to betray her, uh, she has the dragon breathe fire on both John and the other character. And I thought that actually the other person, uh, the character that, um, it should be would be, uh, Sansa. And just because of the two have had so much conflict. And then I thought about, um, so you'd want Sansa to die. Well, I'll get to that part. Sansa. Sorry. Sansa. Um, I mean, maybe she plotted with Varys. Uh, I, I will say, though, like, in, in my opinion, Sansa's kind of gone through a lot of crap, mm-hmm. you know, already. I um, think that was why her payoff was so big as it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, like Game of Thrones has never really done that. Well, anyway. It usually subverts everything. Yes, I know. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it could even have been Arya as she had already fulfilled her role against the White Walkers. Uh, but that's kind of rough because she's kind of my favorite character. Um, okay, she but she eat. would, but you'd kill her off. One of them, I think. I think it would work ba- good with with one of them getting killed. One of the Starks. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, so I'll, I'll get. I'll kind of get to how that's going to play out. Okay. Uh, she could have used someone's face to kill Danny, but uh, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, and you know the reason why Danny would want to kill uh Arya is is maybe that you know. Um, you could have had the, you could have had it where she was killing all, you know, she was still killing all those soldiers, but then civilians got in the crosshairs and Arya saw that and she doesn't like the fact that like, this doesn't matter to the Danny, you know? Well, I mean, and, technically she already did. It's part of the progression yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Danny or Danny's went all crazy on everyone though. Yeah. Um, and so that could have given her motivation. She could have gone on, she could have taken someone else's face, gone on to kill Danny and then Drogon sniffs her out. Um, and anyway, regardless of who at that point, uh, you have John holding on to the burnt corpse as he is unscathed and everyone sees this as a mystery until you re- realize that Varys has succeeded in getting the word out, which leads to the, 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 his payoff despite dying. Cause he didn't really have a payoff at all, which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, at this point, John has a level of motivation to turn on Danny uh, people now know that John is the true heir due to Varys and the fire, you know, having uh, and having the fire to back it up. Uh, now, Danny has to defend herself as much as she is kind of defending her ide- ideology on how to rule. Uh, Danny has her people that love her and will follow her, and and so does John. Just because John is the rightful heir and throne certainly doesn't mean that Danny's people aren't going to turn or aren't are going to turn against her. They're going to keep on fighting with her. Um. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Then Danny still. I mean, realistically, Danny still has this upper hand because of the dragon. But um, Bran could actually have made himself useful and warg into the dragon. Uh. But instead of turning the title of of the battle, Bran flies Drogon and Danny to the destroyed hall of the Iron Throne. Danny gets off. Uh. Danny gets off. Uh. The the Bran Drogon. 
uh, first and walks towards the throne just like kind of how it was before. And just before she gets there, uh, that's when Bran sets it on fire because he knows that all the throne brings is, is conflict and death. And okay. so she lets her, you know, ascend that throne and everything. Okay. Um, and then you could even, and, 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 and in some of this, I was trying to line it up with uh, kind of what was going on in the story already. I can tell. Yeah. And then, you know, you still have John following the dragon up to the, the throne and everything. Um, at this point, you could you could go a few different ways. You could, John could still kill her, and Drogon flies off with her. Yeah, but which way did you want to go? That's what we're talking about. Oh well, I you know I didn't. This is just on a Friday night writing this, so um, you make a lot of excuses. <laughs> well, I don't have like I mean they have so much time to write this stuff and work it out realistically. Sounds like excuses. Ah, jeez. Okay. Uh, so she could have been, uh, instead, as alternative, she could have been the one locked away in chains to come out before the council. Uh, Tyrion could have, uh, could have had his speech, his epic speech about what all they're, they've been through and for what it's all just led to killing each other. Um, and then saying, you know, they have to find a new way. He could then explain why he followed Danny in the first place and that there is no throne to rule on here, but anymore and what she did on the other continent was monumental you know to all those people uh he could say you could die here you could or you could uh hungry for the throne or you could you know rule the other continent or whatever okay and then at that point you know he would have daddy so so this is the part where i didn't put i didn't put as much thought into because this is the part where I'm like, eh, I don't know how much I like this. Anyway. Oh, say the things, man. Say the <laughs> okay. Uh, so Danny chooses to live. Even though she failed her main quest, she really has broken the wheel by choosing to go back. Uh, if Sansa dies, Jon becomes the king of the north, which, on retrospect, I, don't, I still don't really like that. Mm-hmm. And all the north three knights, that includes the free folk as well. Uh, or if Sansa lives, then she remains queen of the north and Jon decide, decides to join the wildlings. Because I still think that is what he would have wanted anyway. Um, and then Bran becomes the master of whispers. Tyrion had the council. Uh, Sans the grandmaster. Brienne, Lord Commander. All all that stuff just like normal. Wait, who rules? There's uh, as I was saying earlier. Oh, it's, it's a just a council. Okay. That's all there is. It's just a council. Um, I even put Bran, master of the coin, just to remain how you know the same at the end of the show. Yeah. And I still don't, I still don't like that though. Nobody does. So, uh, Arya still sells west if she if she's the one that lives and everything. Uh, and then, and then I'll, I'll throw in this last bit because my wife thinks that Brienne should have should have been pregnant, and then she thinks that Brienne should have gone over and like touched him and and been like, "Oh, he's special." <laughs> that part's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so the end. Um, so my thoughts on your story is that it's par for the course for the way you think about storytelling. You're very, <laughs> you're very right. You write into, into big moments. Well, I, I will say this to cut you off. So, um, yeah, you sure did. Sorry. I, <laughs> I did like the fact that like, since, cause it's always been a, a the show's all been a battle of ideologies, you know, Yeah. and putting Danny against John kind of seems like that, you know, instead of just 
anticlimactic. Okay, go ahead. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. But I'm also just critiquing it. That's what you wanted, right? You want me to tear this apart? Oh, yeah, tear it apart. So, I don't really have much to tear apart. You got lucky this time. Um, No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, they... Uh, I like I like I like there's um uh, you added a little bit more complexity, which is again what I I said it since the beginning. Twelve episodes, you could have explained these things, you could have actually gave some build up. So the complexity to how they feel about each other and even giving him motivation to actually want to kill her and not just not follow her. Because if you really think about it, at that point, he really should his motivation more should have been just not to follow her anymore whenever yeah. they had their conversation not to kill her um but you gave him more oppor- uh, more more reason to actually kill her um in terms of killing off one of the starks i didn't i didn't like that at all that's uh yeah it's I, one of those things where the starks are, are characters that we've already killed off the main stark early on like um i i thought about that a little bit too like you could have done something where to add the Varys' payoff that, you know, he knew he was going to die, but he was going to make sure that John catches on fire. And, but, but then how the hell does Varys know that he'll live from that? <laughs> that was weird. So, I mean, there is that too. I, I, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I can make a sound effect. <laughs> All right, go on. Anyways, um, okay, so, so we have a uh, good payoff there. Um, I, like I said, I wouldn't kill anybody off. Um, that kind of thing seems very, uh, like very sappy, sad music kind of, uh, I'm not a fan of those kind what, of things. What do you mean? What part? The part where you're trying to kill off one of the Starks. Um, oh, I just like the visual of him like yeah. being unscathed. Remember I and said, then, you yeah. write, you write up to moments. It's, it's one of your things. Yeah. Um, which is actually one of the drawbacks of how they wrote Game of Thrones in the last couple of seasons is they wrote up to climactic events and then they forgot that there was a path to get there. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, well, I thought uh, for San- Sansa there was actually a path because oh, they... here's the thing: Sansa spent one, two, three, four, five, six. She didn't really do much in six, seven. No, no, she did. She spent seven seasons getting there. Everybody else, they were only being paid off for what happened in the last season. It's almost like they oh. forgot about that journey. Also, there's other stories that needed to have been told that they said. Mm, whatever and they just kind of went about their business i, I meant for sansa like because the whole time she's like i hate uh danny yeah oh know. since the beginning yeah, since so, she met so her. Yeah, it would make so, sense that it would have been it would have been her but then at the same time like that's what you've been building her up for yeah so yeah um what else uh, uh the council thing i actually brought that up earlier so of course i'm a fan of that um um, that was actually one of my predictions going into the final episode is that there would be a, with that there would be a council. What, uh, council what about, about Bran's warging into the dragon instead? He's the one. That uh, Bran warging into dragon. Dragon is very fan fiction, fan fictiony to me. Um, again, Bran's magic was never fully established, and his ability well, to do what yeah. he does well, was never he, fully he's established. Gone, he's gotten the people. He's gotten the crows. He's gotten to the direwolf. Yeah. So, but it was one of those things for me. It was like ah, whatever. I don't. I first of all, I don't even like the ability because it wasn't really fleshed out. And second, yeah. second, I don't like the ability because it has no limits it has no bounds and again i don't like restriction or i don't like lack of restrictions and i don't think i don't like lack of consequences it's not like they made him tired afterwards or anything like that he's just kind of he was literally like he was a god yeah yeah um that was stuck in a wheelchair that's pretty much what it came down to but at least like at least he would have done something true true no i I understand that but again i'm not a fan of that because it uses the power that wasn't that had no consequences it had no 
It had nothing really associated with it. It was just a thing that existed. But it existed. Yeah. Therefore, you can use it. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things we talk about many times when we're writing stories is just putting things there to exist and then using them because they exist. Yeah, essentially. Actually invalidates their... Uh, but their but real they, importance because now they just exist as an object to be used. But which, now they've done that in Game of Thrones, really. Hmm? They've kind of done that then. I know that, but I'm saying for your use of it, was, was that's how it felt to me. It was like you were just like, oh, it's an ability they haven't used too much, so uh, I'm going to use it. But yeah, like for me, it was like you should have never given them the ability to start with. That's my whole point. Without a, a, a proper payoff. Yeah. With, that would have been proper payoff. It's not payoff, though, to me. To me, it's just... I'm just using a thing because technically if he can work into pretty much any living being, he would have done that and manipulated a lot more events. Right. Yeah. So, I he, mean, I mean, realistically, all, you're right. All he's really done is protect himself from dying. He hasn't really interfered. You're probably right about that. He's not really there to interfere. He's just there not to die. He's a, he's a, he's a being that exists with the ability to see through time, uh, uh, as whatever. And yeah, that's about all. Um, anyways, so there's that. Um, uh, then yeah, then it seems like you got a little lazy for the rest of it because it was just pretty much whatever what already happened in the episode. Well, I had to go to bed. Too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because you're an old person. <laughs> um, yeah, otherwise, I mean, overall, it kind of seems very like fan fiction. You're changing all the major things that didn't feel like, that didn't feel right, and then you put your own little little David spin on it. Um, I guess all right. I don't. I didn't. I mean, yeah. I don't. Again, I. To be honest, I told. I'll tell you time and time again. Whatever. It was entertaining. I wouldn't change anything. I would. Well, I. I didn't like things, but I wouldn't change them. I don't care. What is added? What added? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I. Well, I already said that though. Twelve episodes. We could have been fine. I don't know if you need twelve episodes. Twelve. You need them. All right. Twelve. Is At least that, one that, for every character that needs to pay it off. Oh, a whole episode? Mm-hmm. Not, not as the ending episodes. I'm talking about in between. The, the That's a really long John Hughes ending. No, 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 no. This is the in between episodes. This is the, <laughs> this is the established John's state of mind. Established right. Tyrion's actual state of mind, and not just his. I made a decision because you killed my friend. Um, and then like you know establishing Arya, uh, a thought pattern. Um, uh, why she wants to travel west? Yeah. Um. Actually, maybe building up Grey Worm's anger, except for not just from one scene. Um. Because that scene where he slit old dude's throat in the in the street or whatever, it definitely seemed like it was a little forced. Because they were like, "Oh crap, we've already made him say, we've already said that he's angry. We have to make sure we show that he's really angry." You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I didn't like that either. I don't know. Because he's such a he was such a level headed character the whole show. Yeah. And then just for for one moment to t- suddenly turn him like again progression you need progression that's that's the only I mean, it's the only thing that, that's that was, what twelve episodes would do maybe that was going on behind the scenes the whole time yeah you know, sure but who knows yeah does that mean we should end it that was a loud sneeze but you'll never hear it <laughs> um yeah I I mean again I I have my feelings about the way certain stories should be written or how stories in general should be written and. But I do. I don't understand. I I am not an industry vet when it comes to writing TV shows or movies or anything like that. So I don't know how it goes in those writer rooms. So it's, it might be completely different. And for me, I say they did the best with what they had. They did it. Again, if if they had waited and, and waited for uh, 
George R. R. Martin to finish the books and then follow it on those maybe would have been a little bit better. It would have been more reminiscent of the first five seasons where, you know, they had the source material to write with or four and a half seasons or something like that. Um, that they had the source material to write with. But, you know, again, I I think of, I used um my my train of thought is that I don't spend energy on things I can't change. You know, so for me, the only thing I can change is my opinion of the thing. And I'm I I left definitely want to put like better energy out there. So for me, it's just it's a good series. It ended, um, it ended in a satisfying way, and you know, I, here, I, here, I here's the thing. I didn't feel satisfied though. That, that's that's I, the thing that bugs the me. reason why I was satisfied is because I don't think I watched the Game of Thrones with as much like uh what do you call it? Not investment, but what do you like when somebody takes ownership of the thing? But like like. I didn't take as much ownership for Game of Thrones, and I didn't feel like it had to be my Game of Thrones. Yeah. I was just like, it was entertaining. It was good. It was a fantasy series when I didn't think that they were making fantasy series on TV. You know, um, it was a, it was something that kind of uh, it scratched an itch. And once it's done, I was like, that's cool. Maybe one of these days somebody's gonna want to rewatch it, and I'll rewatch it, and it'll probably still be good. And even then. Like you'll you'll still have your your qualms about the last uh, season or last episode or whatever, but it's otherwise qualms it's, about the last. Everybody has half everybody of the has last episode really. Everybody has qualms about how their show ends or how how like how things are being treated because we all have different ways that we would interpret the ending for like a, an emotional event or whatever. So like say for instance, I have had you know I've experienced life in a different way than somebody else. So I would interpret events in a different way. So there's no way a writer like you were saying can satisfy everybody, satisfy everybody by writing an ending that would that would be in line with everybody else's way of dealing with the trauma associated with prior events or even just the 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 um even dealing with the happiness associated with certain events that maybe they deal with it a different way so they're going to write it a different way plus if you think about it a lot of these shows aren't written by single people they're written by a room of people so then you have all this mishmash and and just this smorgasbord of of a lot of people's opinions writing styles and things like that that all are meshing together to make something that feels alive and that feels natural and that feels um indicative of the story that was trying to be told and again like i said love it or hate it the show was great. It it really was. You there's. I feel like you said anybody saying otherwise, it's because no, it's that, it's show, definitely like, sure. it's deeply personal. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, the show was great. I mean, yeah, I that, I think that's that, that's my like my ending of a opi- opinion of a show that was going on for many years. And you know, I wonder if uh, I wonder if George George R R Martin like they gave him them all the material up to that point where all of a sudden like uh up to the uh little time jump you know the three weeks or whatever yeah and he's like yeah i haven't really decided that part but this is you know right here's how here's how i wanted the the these characters arcs to 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 move and blah blah yeah. and i want i wanted this person in here this person in here and this person in here as for everybody else i don't know how i'm gonna send off people in the final book that kind of thing yeah, yeah. i can and see he's that. like he's like brawn I don't even think I have Braun in the book. Yeah, I don't remember. I didn't read any I of the things he wrote. Either. Yeah, he well, because I mean, afterwards he tweeted or live journaled something that was like a whole bunch of things that he had thought about the. the oh, the, I didn't see the that. show. I think. Yeah, I didn't read it because I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Because I I didn't read the book. Yeah, so to be honest, at this point, I am looking at 
Game of Thrones through the eyes of the Game of Thrones TV show writers. I'm not actually looking at this through the eyes of George R. 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 Martin. So his opinion on the show has nothing to do with me because his opinion is based on his his actual writing, you know. And so by reading anything that he had that he didn't like or that he had saw a different way, it's because he saw it from a writing perspective. Which again, I haven't read the books, and so I don't care. You're, again, you read the books. I think when out? I think when they're all out or when he dies, I'll read the books. That was a little morbid, but you know, a lot of people are saying that he may not finish the books, but and he's he's kind of old, man. He's seventy. Yeah, he's seventy. I thought he was older than that. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyways, yeah, he's really not that old, actually. He really isn't. Then never mind. I thought he, I thought he was like eighty something. So yeah, he's only like a couple of years older than me. So. <gasps> okay, guys. So we we've narrowed it down to the seventy and eighty range. <laughs> seventy. Jeez. Um. Yeah. What did you think? What, what what was your overall thought of the of the series? Oh, the series? Yeah. Oh, I mean, like I said at the beginning, it's, it's still one of the best sh- shows I've ever seen on, that they've put on television. It, you know, it was just the last, what, half an hour of the show, the the series finale. Like, and it wasn't even like all of it. You know, like everyone kind of had a fitting end. John with Wildly and Sansa with the queen, Arya sailing away, you know. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I wasn't talking to the mic. Not really. I feel like, well, you can see it. And I don't know why you don't just recognize that. Like, you have the little baby waves. You got to talk a little louder. The tea distracted me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I think this is where we wrap it up about 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so on that note, if you have opinions that you'd like to express about Game of Thrones, you can email us at mvgpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Finribane, F-Y-N-R-I-R-B-A-N-E. Or if you want to make fun of me and the way I wrote <laughs> fan fiction for Game of Thrones or whatever, you can find me at nvgdave on Twitter. Or you can just like actually tell him how he needs to start talking into the mic, um, <laughs> because I constantly get uh, text messages about David not knowing how mics work. <laughs> that's like the only. That's like one part of this whole episode. I know. You probably cut that part. I, I don't know. We'll see. I probably did. You will. say our our email? Yeah, I already said that. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna cut all those those jibber jabber out. Um. <gasps> oh yeah. Um. So, until next time.